Okay, everybody's got a fucking podcast. I mean, we have a podcast, so obviously anyone can do it. Wait, this is a podcast? Are you recording right now? Technical difficulties. No, you don't say anything. I'm going to edit it out. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. I put mayonnaise on a pickle. It was not uh, the best, but it might have been the worst. Do I see? I mean, my feet stink, right? Yeah. We're almost there. <laughs> okay, so uh, Temple of Doom. This is Michael. We we hate him. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a bad summary yeah, of what I said intro. the last time. Yeah, <laughs> no. Michael might start uh, showing up unless he hates this. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, real quick, let's read the plot in case you haven't seen it or you. Uh, it's been a while, so. Basically, Lao Che attempts to rip off Indy one year before the start of Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's poisoned and has to chase around the antidote. He and his singer get away, so they think, but they're right in uh, where Lao Che wants them in one of his freight planes. Pilots abandon the plane after dumping fuel. Uh, no parachutes on board. Indy, Shorty, and Willie reach the ground using a life raft. They're now in the middle of an Indian village whose town rock and children have gone missing. Indy takes the liberty of enlisting himself, Willie, and Shorty for the job. They find the palace where these shenanigans are going down. Dinner of odd dishes, snake surprise, monkey brains, etc. Willie and Indy almost hook up, but their egos get in the way. Failed assassination attempt, assassination attempt on Indy. He feels up a statue in Willie's room. Time for a new adventure. They almost get crushed because Willie doesn't understand the word hurry. Onto the Temple of Doom. Watch sacrificial ceremony. Everyone gets taken captive. Indy is forced to drink the Kool-Aid. Shorty escapes child slavery. Willie is next up to be sacrificed. Shorty snaps Indy out of it, saves everyone, including the enslaved children and the town rock. Mine car chase, final standoff on the bridge. They go for a ride. Uh, return the village rock and children. The end. Jason, what'd you like about this movie? I, As uh, if you hadn't already said it. I, these are the first words ago. I've ever said about this. So <laughs> I, I really did enjoy some of the kind of set pieces involved with this. So we, we start off with kind of this cool sequence of, uh, you know, like a bunch of these like Chinese people. Uh, in this room, and then there's this big ass stage that we're supposed to believe that everyone was able to view in on, where it's just all these people dancing, tap dancing, and stuff around it, while Willie is our uh, you know front girl, uh, you know, kind of singing around it. Um, you know, the, the the scene overall doesn't really make sense. How through this little viewport that we end up seeing, uh, you know, that everyone kind of emerges out of that we saw all these people dancing and tap dancing, and that it meant anything. Uh, but it's kind of neat overall. So that, that, that room in general is pretty cool. It kind of sets, uh, you know, a tone and vibe for at least where the rest of that scene goes. Um, and then once we get to the, uh, you know, village uh, after the plane crash, uh, you know, it's this worn down, like, dilapidated town. We really harp on the fact that, like, the food that's being provided to Indy and Willie and the rest of them is more food than what a person eats in a week. You know, so we're really kind of tone setting just the state of this village and kind of how things are. Uh, throughout that um you know once we get to Pencott palace there's just these really awesome backdrops we get kind of like a throne room we get kind of a uh the dining room you know this grand dining hall that's really cool these bedrooms are really elaborate um and then once we kind of get down through into like the temple of doom through like the secret passageways there's all these torches there's all of these you know kind of like statues and figurines and stuff it's just all of these really cool and kind of intricate set pieces i think that really kind of helped pull me along through the story because we start off with a heavy action sequence and then we get 
kind of a lull if you want to ignore, you know, the plane crash and the raft as an action sequence. There's a lull if you ignore the movie. Yeah. So we, we get a, we get a big lull between that and then, you know, kind of coming up through, uh, you know, up to Pankow Palace. We get the assassination attempt, a little bit of a lull, and then we're in the Temple of Doom. You know, it, it just felt like there were kind of these gaps, but like the set pieces and some of the tone that was being set in those set pieces, I think, is one of the few things that does carry through pretty heavily. Um, overall, kind of the, the darker vibe that also goes throughout this as far as uh, kind of summoning like an evil deity to uh, conquer the world to is, is our main purpose for being here. And I do think, uh, you know, some of those darker tones are, are really fun to explore in this type of movie. Yeah. What'd you like, Mike? Um, I obviously agree with all that. Uh, it, Very good. Yeah, we'd, know, we'd almost done. have to yeah. fight. Yeah. End of podcast. Thanks <laughs> yeah. for listening, yeah. guys. Hey, everybody. Good night. Goes without saying, um, I agree with everything you yeah. say. Uh, um, well, <laughs> uh, as far as that, yes. Um, it felt like a big budget practical effects 80s blockbuster movie. And it, it like vintage watching it today. It felt vintage, like fantastic. I loved every bit of it. It felt it felt really good watching it. Um, with that said, uh, besides like all the practical effects, there was enough corny bits and enough stuff now that you watch it current day where you can pick things out that are like, well, they did that with this special effects or they tried to achieve that with this special effects. And you pick it out and it's the the whole film still feels great, even though you have those small intricacies of like, this is kind of shit, but I love it. I'm going to make a comment right now. Yeah. I do not think this movie would have been a good as good if Short Round was not there to make exactly. his kind of comedic reliefs and hold it down. So, adding on to that, I loved the fact that Indy had a sidekick in this one. Oh, 100%. Yeah. He does well. We got we got a little bit of the illusion, I think, in Raiders of the Lost Ark with uh, Satipa, might have been his name. Sala. Well, no, in the very beginning. Like, that oh, first oh, dude oh, he yeah. kind of went with, you know, where okay. it's like you kind of have that compatriot. Who goes through you with on journeys and stuff? I think I think his name was like Satipa or something. Okay, and he ended up betraying him. We'll just call and then, him traitor, and then dying. Who, right? Who was in the in in Raiders? Who was the guy who drove the plane? Mac, Mac, Coke. Maybe Mac could have been like yeah, potentially at the first movie. Yeah, but then he doesn't show up at all. Yeah. So I I just I think with the type of character that Indy jock. is, is Jock. Yeah, Jock yeah, start yeah, the yeah. plane. Yeah. Start the plane, Jock. Yeah, because yeah, he's just yeah. out there fishing and stuff. But I, I, he's I, like, I got a fish. He's like, stop the play, Jock! He's, he's trying to make the judgment yeah. call. He hesitated. He's like, yeah. I could catch this fish, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought having the sidekick in this one made a very good push for a lot of stuff. Um, I thought the actual history of this, of like, um, you know, it's in India, and the British rule is still kind of there. And so they hit on that a little bit. Uh, I thought the history part of it was was pretty cool. Um, the fact that it's like the 80s and no one knows essentially India because we're all in America. Sure. And it was like, it's exotic and it's this and it's that. And it's just well, like, oh, vampire bats. And you're like, ah, that's kind of cool. Well, that's, that's kind of a thing for the time is because everything is so exotic because we don't really have that information portal for us to go and learn yeah. about India is kind of why things can be so grossly misinterpreted yeah. from other people's yeah, yeah. cultures and why that kind of does damage when you look back at it from a generation a, a of, of now. internet culture to where you can go look up and see what those cultures actually were like. 
Um, you know, part of that doesn't translate as well, but at the time, yeah, a lot of that was kind of best effort, and you had to make generalizations to create a narrative. So yeah, it it was understandable and acceptable very much so at that time. But well, it made good movie making back in the time for sure. Yeah. Um. Besides that, the like you you kind of harped on a little bit with like the actual scenery and the shots and. Yes, you can tell there's some special features, but a lot of it is practical effects, and a lot of it is well done and money put into and time put into good scenery and good, you know, um, like you talked about, like the the palace and in the beginning when they walk in, it looks great. In, yeah. in the throne room and in the dinner sequence and in all their rooms, it looks great. I I love practical effects stuff like it, it that. Just just bothering to yeah. decorate and like really set a room, especially one that you're going to spend some time in. Yeah, I think is like the most worthwhile thing. And I, I love stuff like that so much, especially out of these like seventies, eighties, nineties movies where the CG, the computer generated graphics just aren't really there. Mm-hmm. The technology just isn't quite there yet. Um, the practical effects that get to be done in them yeah. are just that much more meaningful. Yeah, it's it's so good. Yeah. Um, and one of my favorite movies is The Goonies, and this felt a lot like The Goonies and a lot of those like practical effects and stuff like that. And I, I I'll say like, and we'll get more into it, but like the scene where you first get into like the dungeons and you first get into like the kids digging, and you see it and you're like, okay, it's a big shot, it's a wide shot. And it's sparks flying this way, steam flying this way, running water. It's dark. It's rocks. It's a lot of people in one shot. And you're like, it, I don't want to say it this way, but it feels good. Like it, it, it gives you a lot to look at and it gives you a lot to take in and like think about. Yeah. And so it felt really cool. Well, I, I think a set piece does its best work when you can look at just like a singular frame and understand what it's implying. Yeah. And, and kind yeah, of what yeah, comes from it. And I, I feel like that's uh, what a lot of these set pieces did a good job at is kind of implying the context throughout mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I told you running up on it, like Temple of Doom was my least favorite mm-hmm. of the indies. And after watching it again this time, I was like, you know, I kind of judged it pretty harshly. I like it more than I thought I did. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things that um, I, I came out on the other side really appreciating it and liking it more than I thought I did originally. So I, I liked it overall, obviously. Yes, there's some negatives, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so <laughs> I was telling you it might be my favorite indie. Um and which is ironic to me because of this piece of information. Uh, so Spielberg and Lucas in interviews uh, for the special features uh, both referred back to the Star Wars trilogy and how the middle movie Empire Strikes Back, which is my favorite Star Wars movie, um, was like the darker movie. It was the dip in the middle of the trilogy. Um, and so... You know, they, they were referring to this, like, this should be, like, the darker of the three. Uh, which, again, like, I didn't know it was such, like, a big intention. I th- I said this on the Raiders podcast. Like, I did not know it was such a big intention that this was going to be a trilogy. Um, but, so, I, I, I just found it interesting, like, because I'm pretty sure this is my favorite of these indie <laughs> movies. And then, you know, the fact that, like, oh, yeah, we're following the same formula as with Star Wars, like... You know, the New Hope thing. A little darker movie, The Empire Strikes Back. Oh no, evil might have the upper hand here. 
and then you know then the end resolution right with crusade or uh last jedi mm-hmm. or uh return return of the jedi yeah goddamn new trilogy fucking me up um return of the skywalker <laughs> yeah. return of the last jedi skywalker the last skywalker wakes up <laughs> um so anyway similar to empire uh well just the similarities to empire uh with this movie though is it just throws you right in one of my favorite things about empire strikes back is the fact that you're just like boom you're in the movie yeah. like things are happening yeah. luke's getting taken by fucking whatever that thing's called it's the snow the yeti for lack of a better yeah. term it's yeah. a bold remember. move to imply that everyone who's watching this has seen the first one and kind of has that you know reference context right but like it works out right mm-hmm. With that said, you might not have to watch the first one to understand it because no. you you jump right in because it is and before. It it is technically Ray's that prequel because so. this is 1935, right? Yeah, yeah. Shanghai 1935. Picture yeah. it. <laughs> Picture it. Picture it. Come on, bro. Would you just? <laughs> um, well, I don't know. So f- that's how exactly how I felt like they handled this movie is like. You know, yes, we got to watch Willie Scott do her little dance routine and sing or whatever. But then we're right in it. Like, he's in a fucking, he's in a deal. He's, uh, uh, Lao Che and his goons are trying to yep. uh, rip him off with the diamond and everything. Uh, you know, and then big scene. Car chase, like, okay, now so oh, we're well, fucking falling out of a plane. You know, and then we're in India and we get a little exposition. And then, you know, we're going into the temple. Like, I feel like you're just... You just hit the treadmill at fucking, you know, it was already on. You had to just like, ah, you know, yeah, jump on. You, you yeah. catch up. Um, so, I don't know. Like, I like when a movie happens like that. And, that, yeah, that was definitely my yeah. like. I liked in this one that, um, so in the first one, they approached him. They were like, hey, the Nazis are looking for this. We need to try to find it before that. This one was like, hey, he's already doing something loud, Shay. Again, the fucking plane goes down. They fucking take a raft thousand feet down, yeah. whatever. But they, they end up and it's like, hey, we need to go to Delhi. And the guy, the priest is like, you're going to help us out first. And it's like accidentally he falls into this one mm-hmm. instead of like, you need to do this. This is going to be what's going on. Beat the Nazis, blah, 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 blah. It's like, instead, it's like, hey, show some compassion, help us out, do the right thing. And it's like, of course, our hero, our guy is like, I got this. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a little bit of like journey versus destination kind of thing yeah. there too, you know, yeah. right? So like in the first one, it was very clear like, hey, like you have to get here and then figure it out. And like that's where the rest of the plot kind of comes from. But in this one, it's like a, you were already kind of doing something and then yeah. you got wrapped up in this. So especially just because well, it was go. Indy <laughs> making his own calls, I guess, into being interested in this adventure and, and bothering to put forth the effort to save this village. Rather than just, you know, they they could have not given a single shit about this village that all these kids got kidnapped from. Yeah. And went back to Delhi. Willie moves on her own life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Indy goes home. I'm uh, going back to Missouri. It, it was 100% an option. Um, mm-hmm. But it just, you know, the character that they built Indy out to be is someone who actually cares about, you know, the people around him. Um, and is also interested in the implications of, you know, the history and the archaeological stuff that's involved. So, yeah, it was, it, it was really fun around. That. It makes you love him a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's the guy who made a judgment call rather than just a guy who said it's not my problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I don't have a lot of dislikes. I wouldn't say really had any other than like 
Uh, we get introduced to Shorty apparently a year before Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then where the fuck is he? We never see him again. Yeah. yeah. Foster care is Willie taking care of him? What's going on? Uh, that irritates me. But other than that, you know, I know that there's again, if you point out like the unrealistic stuff, which is like you know too many to name with this one, about sixty nine you know, percent of the entire movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little too much. Uh, you know, but that like. Again, I feel like you enter into a movie like this, like it's, you're not going to sit there and complain about like, well, this was a little ridiculous and so was that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have some holes later, but uh, I mean, not a lot because I don't dwell on the small stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I, f- I feel as far as the dislikes, it's just kind of the get on with it part of, of the story in general. So it's like, you know, we, we get the introduction with Willie, which is kind of neat and feels meaningful. But all of that conflict is just a way to get Indy and Willie in a room together to care about each other and get the rest of the plot onto what we actually care about. So, again, I I draw some of the parallel stuff to Bond again with with this movie. (laughs) It's because our first sequence isn't directly relevant to the rest of the narrative. And while it kind of sets us up, I think, for, you know, a little bit of of some of that tone setting, a little bit of that perspective... um, you know, our, our first, you know, what, like 15 minutes of, you know, 22 minutes, somewhere in that range is Indy showing up at a thing already on a mission. Uh, he happens to be involved with, you know, Willie. They happen to make it out together and then, you know, just adopts them into their mission family. And yeah. then they just they just ride it out until the end of it. <laughs> and that's very nice and pretty inconvenient. Yes. But as far as like a uh, wow, we sure took a long time to get to like the actual plot of this core movie rather mm-hmm. than just like the happenstance that everybody gets to meet each other. Yeah. Uh, it just felt kind of odd. So yeah. I just like that because like, you're just meeting the hero where he already is. Like he's not, his intention is not to save more people. Right. But you know, you know, come whatever may he might. Yeah. The plane crashed. Now he's here and he's just like, Oh fuck. Okay. Fine. Well, it's it's like, like uh, you already love the character if you've seen the series, and let's get you back into loving the character, and let's just push this tiny narrative because it's it just gets you and it draws you and it does it like you said, bang. We're like right in the middle of it. Let's do some stuff. Let's figure this out, and then it's like the first fifteen minutes are in that club, and then they're escaping, and you meet Short Round, and then that girl, for whatever fucking reason, well, he's like, I'll go with you. Instead of just, like, like getting out and, like, hey, there's a plane here. We're going to go on this. And she's, instead of being like, I love Bangkok. I have a great life. Wait I'm a just second. I live around. in China. Why yeah. am I on the plane? I've got a house. Yeah. I've got house plants and yeah. shit. Like I go to like, parties. Yeah. I have a lot I'm of rent coming out in a singer. couple days. Yeah. And so you're kind of like, eh. It's somewhat believable, I guess, because she sees guys with guns going after him. She's with him. Maybe it pushes that plot line along. That's fine. Um, my biggest thing with this was they played up Willie being the damsel in distress so hard in this. I'm going to complain about Willie so goddamn much in this. Dude, it's terrible. Where, like, you, you even already said a little bit about it where it was like, like, hey, we went into the room of death. It's closing on us. We're going to fucking die. Hurry up. Help us out. And she's Ew, like, there's a bug. 
But even before that, it was like, well, I gotta put my night jacket on, and I gotta make sure it's time. No right, sense of urgency with this one. I gotta walk, and like they they really build that up of like Indy, like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? There's two dead people out here. There's gonna be two dead people in here. Yeah, yeah. and you're like, then it, that's the thing is like. I think that that it's not like a qualm I have with it. It's not a, a negative, but it's like it's so once they get to the palace, it's so over the top exotic of like you don't eat bugs. I had bugs for lunch yeah. and like suck the bug like monkey brains, snakes. And the guy's like, ah, oh, like taking, you know, uh, taking snakes, whatever. One more I, time. Yeah. <laughs> and it was one of those it was like so over the top at dinner and then it's like that that feeds a need for showing like these americanized people are not about that life got it they're uncomfortable let's go and then they get there and indy's got the plate of fruit and she's like i love you so much starts eating like crazy because it's like this is something i like and i can relate with that's fine they get to the next spot and it's just like again over the hill too much like drama exoticism whatever you want to call it and it's like all of that stuff going 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 it was just like come on now but you're like you're right like she's over the top she's a little too much where you feel like in his sense and maybe it's the fact that in raiders was first and miriam was like kind of with it and kind of more of like a tomboy that it was great but like willie's the fucking opposite and mm-hmm. she's a girl's girl and she's like like holds his gun and like doesn't understand what they're getting shot at i have a gun throws it out the window and like i broke a nail and you're like it's really women. hot <laughs> yeah and you're like women come on now like, yeah. so that it's, was it's, that was my big thing is like, it's it's, it's kind of just the useless character who can't bother to relate to her scenario kind of thing I guess like that I yeah. like like as you know as us as an onlooker we can look at you know the scene as it's come up and be like yeah if I was in that situation all of a sudden you know there's this conflict and I need to take an action obviously this is what I'm going to do um and I I guess there's maybe that realistic aspect of you know with this American woman who's living in Bangkok and maybe has a lot of stuff served to her hand and foot um, and that she's a little bit of like pseudo American royalty there. Yeah. Um. You know, yeah, yeah. potentially the thought of taking care of anybody else or reacting to any type of situation is, uh, logical. I guess you know from her perspective, but it doesn't make me any more or any less pissed off at her for her inaction and her inability Correct. to respond to the scenario around her. Yeah. But. Yeah. I don't know how to get on an elephant. I'm going to ride it backwards for 60 miles. You dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess I guess she didn't bother me because like because she does all the things that I hate. Oh, I hate Willie so goddamn No, 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 no. Yeah. She does all the things that I hate, but she also like gets hers a lot. Like, you know, yeah, falls off right. the elephant, like has to eat the gets gross sprayed. stuff. Get, yeah, yeah, like just all yeah, the yeah. all the shit happens to her. Shitty that you people want. should lose. Yeah, like, the shitty person loses most of the time here. Uh, you know, and she's fun to look at, so. I think um, I typed out Willie is the worst, like, 18 times throughout <laughs> all of my notes. Well, I'm really rubbing worst. off on you. That's what I say is, like, so such and such is the worst. Uh, so, bad trailer. Uh, this one was kind of hard for me because I felt like there was enough 
because usually what we do with the bad trailer uh, is like, you know, you try to take a part of the movie that you could focus on, make it look completely different, right? Um, And I feel like there was enough of those things in this movie. Because, like, my first thought was like, oh, well, you know, Singer goes on an unfortunate uh, adventure. And it's like, well, more or less, that is kind of what's going on. Right. You know, and then you're like, I was like, uh, you know, kind of a nuclear father, son, like nuclear family relationship, you know, nuclear family movie, you know, and then it's like, well, yeah, that's, that's what happened. You know? <laughs> so I had a little trouble with it. My final answer, I think, um, well, not I think, it, I mean, I wrote it down. Um, my final answer would be uh, a movie about cuisines of the world, uh, you know, and you're just like, show the dinner scene with the snake surprise, the chilled monkey brains. Um, you know, and then like the, the little bit they get in the, uh, Indian yeah, village there. Town. Um, so that was my idea for bad trailer. Yeah. See a little bit of the same vibe. So mine kind of went with like the, uh, like culture shock or the culture immersion, uh, kind of thing of the person who isn't very life experienced. So you oh, take, you can make it a retreat a little bit. So it's like, you take Willie who like knows that she's very like naive to the world it. kind of thing. And you put her in kind of like the out and the bounds kind of thing. So it's like, she goes through an Indian village, you know, eats some of the cuisine there ends up at like a palace, you know, kind of eats this like odd food kind of stuff, you know? So it's all a little bit about that, like culture shock, putting yourself in an environment you don't understand kind of thing montage. Um, but that's, that's the closest I had. I, I, I also really struggled to really understand what I could pull as a bad trailer. Yeah. Kind of out of the scenes here because there's a lot of it feels like out of pocket type of stuff that kind of happens throughout this. So I I didn't really know how to pull it all together, but that's the closest I could get was kind of the culture shock of Willie, uh, you know, trying to immerse herself in culture she doesn't understand and world she doesn't understand. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so mine is a bit of a stretch, but uh, did you guys ever see Heavyweights? Is that the like fat like, camp thing? Yeah, fat yeah. camp, Ben Stiller, all that. So mine was Indian summer camp. Okay. And it was like the worst Indian summer camp. The opposite camp of fat camp? Of. Skinny camp? Yeah, so it was like kids learn to rough it, work ethic, diet, respect authority, religion. Like, and you like run through it and you're just like showing all these kids like learning like good motor skills, like breaking rocks. And all that kind of stuff. And you're just like, wait a minute. Like, that okay, maybe, but, like, no. Yeah. Is that not just manual labor? <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, uh, diet. You mean they didn't feed him? Yeah, but they lost, like, 60 pounds. hey oh, And you're like, uh. uh I think they call that malnutrition. Is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think this is okay. We shouldn't really. No, 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 no. It's going to be great. They're going to love it. $200 a month. Like, it's a bargain. They're like, ah, send your kids here. And I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus. Okay. All right. Yeah, good. Yeah. Great. Uh, my bad summary was Village Rock Goes Missing. Mm. Or Village Rock slash Pet Rock. <laughs> was that it? Pet Rock. Just Village Rock Goes Missing. Yeah. It has three stripes. Pick the right one. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's for the, the three layers of the universe. You know. Oh. Yeah, they they went into it, man. They talked <laughs> they a little really bit about it. dug yeah. deep. <laughs> uh, uh, my bad summary was for an exchange student goes on bizarre field trip. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, mine, of course, was too long. Uh, it says, Outdoorsy American foreigner ruins religious ceremony while annoying girlfriend and Asian understudy destroys century-old palace, killing a priest and a prime minister. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I have a winner. Uh, my bad casting. 
as I said, you have either Arnold Schwarzenegger or Robert De Niro or Leslie Nielsen for Indy. I was just looking at the uh, Leslie the movies Nielsen. from '84. Mm. Um, <laughs> so there's that, and then uh, I took a page out of your book, Jason, and said uh, a Gremlin for short round. <laughs> Gremlins, so I guess, good. was '84. Uh, and I didn't have anybody for Willie. I probably should have, but yeah. no, it was all right. So yeah, I, I, I kind of struggled with kind of like time period wise substitutes. Uh, so if we, if we kind of broaden our horizon there, I would have really loved to see Aubrey Plaza play Willie instead. So instead of somebody who's just bitchy money about everything, <laughs> it's just like sarcasm and disdain oh, about every situation great, I think yeah. would be really entertaining. Why would I do that? Exactly. <laughs> Um, and then uh, the other way around is just a uh, overreactive Macaulay Culkin a short round. Oh, that's um, nice. So just a lot of yelling and a lot of, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Andy, yeah. Uh, but I, also some of the trap yeah. shenanigans I think too also yes. would have come into play and been kind of entertaining. <gasps> sure. Yeah. Um, so I had Shatner for Indy because mm. <laughs> it would just be so parceled out. For everything. Uh, and then I had Martin Short for short round. Because he was also like big in SNL back then with right. that stuff. And I was just like, I could just see that. Like him, like his charisma as short round. And back then it was okay to be like not politically correct with a lot of oh, stuff. Oh, so he yeah. does Asian face? <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> like instantly Asian We've all been face. there. <laughs> yeah, tell me you're not going to laugh. <laughs> But that was one of those that was just like, ah, like it kind of fits. But I also didn't have a Willie, like, because I, like, I looked up, you know, trying to pick out someone else from back in the day. And I was like, like, all the top actresses wouldn't make it funny or make it better. They yeah. would all do the exact same thing. So I was like, ah, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Right, although Scream Queen uh, Jamie Lee Curtis might have worked again for that role, now that I'm thinking about it. She you know what? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um,. But this is bad casting, not good casting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she could make it work. Not here. Yeah. Not today. So that's not the goal. Yeah. Uh, I got two plot holes right off the bat here uh, when we're diving into notes. Uh, the poison works fast, Dr. Jones, apparently. Uh, but, like, it's apparently not too fast because he yeah. has time to, like, chase it around the whole ballroom. Like, fall out a window, get in a car, drive down the road a little bit, feel Willie up, grab the antidote, then finally drink it. I'd say he is pretty fortunate that, number one, he decided that jumping out of a window was the big brain move. Uh, and then that, number two, that Willie actually had the antidote on her and that he was able to get in. There's a lot of happenstance calls involved. Uh, speaking on the antidote thing, uh, interesting that he even trusts it's an antidote. Yeah. Because, like, if I'm Lao Che, I'm not bringing the fucking antidote. Right pocket fake antidote, left pocket real antidote. I'm not 100%. Bringing an like, you know, what are the There chances? is no antidote. Why would I need a survivor out of this, this situation? This is Kool Aid, Blue Raz? <laughs> like, dude, I'm throwing arsenic in your drink and I'm not bringing anything for you. Well, you, you know, know what, what I mean? would do, though? What I would do is give them something that gives them enough, like, energy and revitalization to get them into the car that maybe drives them to their hotel room, you know, so they think that they're going to survive but then You're die safe. on the way down. But wait. <laughs> yeah. That's that's, no, that's 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 my approach. You know, the false sense of security to at least get them out of the room and not cause a scene, but still die before they can do anything. But like just classic, like the dumb villain, like like oh, you can still win. Yeah. Like don't give him a chance to win, you dumb villain. Yeah. 
Uh, Boom. My other- <laughs> James Bond connection number one. There it is. I felt so many of these throughout this one. And I know there were some without uh, that are throughout Rage of the Lost Ark, but so many of them. Just even in his attire oh, yeah. uh, throughout this. Uh, yeah. Bond vibes all day. Can we pause real quick? I need to take this. Okay. I know it's not. I can just go without you. You do that. <laughs> He's got so many comments. No, we'll just the talk. camera angle is going to be so focused on him it won't even matter. We'll just we'll just talk about you while you're gone. Just Mike's the worst. A whole bunch of shit. I might see so later. here's the deal: like Michael's barefoot right now, like, right in my home. You know, he's and got that's... a tattoo of Ohio on his you know rear uh, calf, and yeah. I think that was his first mistake. Right. I mean, like you're just identifying yourself for you know, like where you live. You know, yeah. Ohio sucks. Yeah, I mean, if we you've live ever here, been. I like it, but, well, you, know. you know. Oh, are we keeping a secret? Well, I mean, no longer. I, it's, it's too late. Well, I mean, there's editing. There's editing. No, Ohio's okay. It's all right. You want to go to Utah? Iowa? I went to Utah one time, right? Did you like Utah? Utah was kind of lit. So I went out, I looked at the mountains, and, it, you know, I, I think about the line from, uh, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings. Make sure you insult Mike somewhere in this, but God, go ahead. Mike's a bitch. Uh, but... <laughs> You know, outside of Mike being a bitch, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really kind of cool to be in Utah in certain places and just kind of look out and about and be in that canyon and see mountains kind of surrounding you on most sides. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're in uh, the state of Ohio, for example, not that that's where we're at, but just in a general example, <laughs> uh, you know, you look around in Ohio and all you see is just the house that's next to you. Right. And that's less exciting. Unless you go out to the, you know, the country. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's just Utah has a landscape. Ohio doesn't have much of a landscape to it. And uh, that was just something that was very uh, awestrucking uh, to, to be out of state. And I think be, to be in you know, most non-flat states in general, uh, just to be able to kind of see that when you go around, when you're driving around, uh, you feel very small and insignificant, I think, in reference to the rest of the world around you. Mm. I think I, that's you know, a, I would say I always feel small and insignificant. Well, and that's just because I think you're a terrible person and you don't really do anything worth the value kind of like mike who's returned i i I think it is important that we point out that mike is returned all right mike you ever been to utah no very good (laughs) oh thank god thank god you can stay uh (laughs) that was the criteria (laughs) the criteria is we can only have one person on this podcast who's been to utah so you're not you wouldn't have been allowed to stay if not thank god i checked that box yeah so my other plot hole was uh how and when did Indy make arrangements to leave? Like, especially, like, including Willie in the arrangements to leave? Like, we only have three spots, a, is explicitly what was said. Yeah. And, and so then that my thought was like, well, maybe it's not a whole. Was it like a mind fuck by Lao Che? Where he calls ahead and he's like, hey, they're going to get there. Just, like, tell them, you know, they've made the three accommodations. And, like, Indy's so, like, brain fried, you know, from the chase. He's sure. just like, he's like, yeah, 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 the three seats. That's who's with me. I, I got three people. Yeah, okay, let's but go. it seems like he already knows Dan Aykroyd's character. Right. And with that said, I don't think Dan Aykroyd's character would just be like, oh, yeah, these three seats from Lao Che. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it was one of those. It was like, ah, it's, it's, I don't know. I, Why'd I, you do it like Dr. like? Like these three seats from Lao Che. <laughs> <laughs> Lao I don't. But it was one of those. It was like it, like he's. It seemed like CIA type shit. Yeah. Where it was like, hey, you know, Doctor Jones. Hey, it's great to meet you. By the way, I'm this guy and blah blah blah. And it was like, again, a throw in for Dan Aykroyd. Like, hey, big comedy guy, SNL at the time to like get into a movie. 
to just come out and say like, yeah, Dr. Jones, we have you here. Sorry, it's it's a cargo plane, but here you are. We're going to go home. And then, you know, again, at that point, what is stopping Lao Che from being like, ha, 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 be like later losers the, the it's, it's it's the rule book of villains though yeah <laughs> I you can't just be shot you have to die elaborately ah, ah, yeah ah, ah, ah. the 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 uh spectacle around like death and anything related to it like it just it has to be a marvel because if you don't if you don't defeat a big protagonist or antagonist it goes either way if you don't defeat a protag or an antag uh, in a spectacle, in a meaningful Bondism. big way, it's it doesn't matter. Yeah, I need because to explain no one, why I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. Uh, you you've seen Die Hard, right? Yeah. Just in the title, you die hard. <laughs> it, it has to be a marvel. What do we not do? Die soft. <laughs> what are we? No one would do? go see that movie. What are we gonna do? It's gonna be, be like hard. a like a high school musical esque, <laughs> yeah. like a bunch of just. And toddlers beating the shit out of each other. No one, I, I'd go see that. But the average person might not go see that. Just watch toddlers hitting shit. Out of each oh other. gosh. No. Uh, my other thing in the beginning scene is just that it seems like everyone just sucks in this industry that Indy's in. Like everyone's just the guy that's so. like, because they're do like the Lao Che is doing the same thing Belloc did, of just like go get the thing. Now I'm gonna try to rip you off. You know, you did all the legwork. Now give me the thing. Yep. I don't want to do it, and I don't want to pay you. Which like seems like a crazy, unsustainable business plan. Of like, I'm gonna try to kill you every time you go get something for me, and like, but like maybe, uh, you know, maybe he, uh, <laughs> maybe he's done this before, you know, and he's like, Andy really doesn't like it when I stiff him on the payment. So like, this was the last thing. So. The only thing that just sparked in my brain was like, what if you just gave him like someone's urn and it wasn't like the first ruler of the Ming dynasty or whatever it was. It was just like, ah, those are cigarette butts. This is Kevin. <laughs> like, yeah. This is Kevin with a little bit of Pam. Like what if he was just like, cause the guy was like, this is amazing. This is, you know, and like opened it up, kind of looked and was like, first ruler of china and you were like smells like cigarettes yeah, smells like, like the ping dynasty <laughs> like, but what if it wasn't and what if he just said it was right. yeah he's like yeah but i'll pay a diamond this big for something i think line in general has a lot of value for these types of scenarios right oh. because like as long as you can trick the guy across the table from you and thinking that what you gave him is more valuable than what he gave you you know, so that's why we're here. We're here to win. So as long as you can convince the guy across, you know, yeah. on the other end of the trade that you're winning, then whatever yeah. gets you there. So he's like, look, Andy, I had to poison you for this one. And they're like, I can't give you that diamond. That's so much money. Andy, you know? I'm not a fucking idiot. But this time, this time, I swear I'll pay you. I swear I'll pay you. And maybe that's where he got with Belloc. And he was just like, Belloc, like, no more. Like, you rip me off every time. Now yeah. Belloc just tries enough to kill him. Enough is enough, Belloc. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired of this shit. I don't know. Uh, okay. I hogged the floor for a while. Jason, what do you got? So, uh, one of my points, uh, I, I kind of just wanted to talk about in general. So, like, what what truly makes a good side character? So, if, if, if we kind of look oh. at the dichotomy between, like, short round and kind of what he supplies to the overall narrative, then we look at Willie and how much I hate her and want to hit her with a stick. 
Um, you know, there's there's let's, let's which one? Short round. Which short. one? <laughs> so there's 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 drastic differences yeah. between the two, right? So like like short round, he provides kind of this comedic relief. He's this younger, innocent uh, participant, I think, in is is what we can say in Indy's adventures. He doesn't know enough. Um, we again. So if you think about the intro scene, we get this implication of history involved with uh, like Wu Lao, maybe was his name. But there was that Asian dude who was... Oh, the waiter guy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, and there was that implication of, like... Oh, remember, he that. got shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the corks were bursting. He got shot. And he was like, Indy, we've been on so many adventures. But, like, this is the one I'll go on first. There was a very heavy implication of history that's involved. Is that, like, Indy involves other people in his adventures. I didn't think about that. And that's kind good. of has these points of contact. Yeah. And that's why I think, like... Uh, short round kind of has a meaningfulness is because the implication is that they already had a history and that we get to experience some of that history between those two characters. And again, that falls off, you know, once we kind of exit this movie. Um, but what truly makes a good side character as far as the, the history that's implied, the interactions that we actually get to have, and then as far as what's implied over time, either as far as that character exiting the scene um, you know, further movies in the franchise, that kind of thing. Short Round, I think, does a really good job of showing his value and showing what he can participate in a narrative to this movie, um, but obviously disappears entirely as we move forward. Willie is nothing but annoying as goddamn shit. Uh, but she's a set of tits. She is a Which set is of... all that matters here. She's well, not a it's, sidekick. It's the 80s. She's He's... a set of tits and she's blonde. She's the love interest. She yeah. she plays a different role. But boy, could I not give a shit less. Like, <laughs> the I, love interest can do whatever she wants I, as long as she's hot. I hate <laughs> Willie so goddamn much. It's not even funny. Ironically, so does Indy. <laughs> but, honestly. But he wants to bang her. Indy only bangs her out of principle, I, I, I feel like. But like. I went through all this. Like, you think I'm not banging you. He, like, herds her up like cattle. And he's yeah. like, get over here. But... But overall, you know, you think about your franchise. Get over here. Well, he fucking lassoed her, man. Oh, you're right in the very end. He was like, no, I'm getting something out of this. He was like, whoa, Wendy, hey. Give me some shit. A little rapey. (laughs) But yeah, you know, you you, you look across your franchise, you look about the characters that are every movie, every entry, and then you look at the characters that are just for a specific entry. And you look at what they really add to value. Uh, short round I feel like added a lot of value to this narrative overall kind of as that comedic effect you know they Indy actually speaks Chinese so they have a little bit of communication back and forth and I feel like that's a very small part of what could have made um, uh, Willie a little bit more meaningful because Willie also spoke a tiny bit of Chinese uh, or yeah yeah Chinese mm-hmm. so it's like you know there, there there was some meaningful value there I think that could have made that or like her character and i think maybe some of that character to character interaction more meaningful but really all willie was was a female to be next to indy to be used as a thing to have sex with and save and to be used as kind of like a compatriot to save indy sometimes bond connection number two pretty much whereas as short round was like a little bit of a whole ass character he was a kid so he does nothing of like true value but also adds enough like quirkiness and quips to the dialogue and back and forth it sets enough context i don't know i just i i I feel like short round does so much for this movie and Mm -hmm. that willie i wish would be dead 
<laughs> so to just ditch Willie off for a second. Fuck Willie. So with that said, short round, a thousand percent. It's comedy. Oh, Willie's the best. Or not? He's not Willie's the best. Willie's the worst. Short round. Use you? Yeah. So. We'll fix it in post. Like he he pushes the narrative, and he like they're in the in the very end when they're in the mines. He's mimicking Indy doing all those things. So it's like there's a connection there. The other thing is they have that like embracing part where they like kind of like get all teary eyed and like, yeah. I love you. I love you. I love Very you. familial. That kind of thing is like it's it's huge in that aspect. When you think of that, like, yes, he's a sidekick, but he's like a son to him. He mimics him. He's innocent. He's a cute little kid. Um, and it's one of those things that you're looking at. And you're just like, yeah. He might be the perfect sidekick in that instance because he can do no wrong. Everything he does, even if he fucks something up, where he pulls the thing, uh, the brake, and it breaks. And he's just like, oh, shit, Indy. (laughs) And you're like, ah, can't get mad at him because I love him already. Like, it wasn't a fault of his. And, like, you're never going to blame him for that. Vice versa, Willie, no matter what the fuck she does, you blame her wholeheartedly and you're like just in on that girl like just nothing like you just everything she does is just terrible yeah well and that's kind of the neat thing i think of implied history right so like if you think about the 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 first indiana jones movie so we have the like the director of like the muse what what was the director museum was kind of like the marcus yeah Yeah. was like the guy who was uh both kind of on like the college side as well as like the museum side right Mm -hmm. that was the only character indy had like history with outside of like marion yes everything else is implied right so and then we go to this movie and then we have like the implied history of uh short round uh and then also hula or whatever i I think i've called his name a couple of different things this entire the waiter yeah yeah the waiter dude let's call him the waiter the waiter dude do you think just to cut you off real quick do you think having short round if they would have been able to change things up and put short round or a different sidekick in Raiders, they would have. Because I a thousand percent think they would have done it. So but, yes and no, because I feel like in in your intro to a franchise, you really need to establish your main character. Correct. And a side character takes time away from your main character's character development. So like short round being the character he is, I think kind of fills in some of those gaps because we already know who Indy is generally as a person and as a character. So I don't I don't know yeah. if it would have been quite as necessary through Raiders. Well, and I think too, uh, part of the thing with like like you said, you don't have to get to know Indy. Um, part of the thing you already love him, mm-hmm. right? Because you met him already. So part of the thing with the sidekick is like. Part of the like on screen chemistry, I feel like too, uh, with you know like the a, a sidekick type character, is you have to uh, know that these characters are already established together, right? Or you have to at least have some foreknowledge on uh, like one of them, you know. So the fact that short round is so plug and play in this movie, I think, yes. because you already know Indy, and short round is just like. Yeah, I'm an indie fan too. Yeah, I love you, Indy. Yeah, yeah, you're doing all this stuff. Yeah, Indy, you're awesome. You know so what? like, that's, that's, you don't have to develop short round as much because he's number one, he's funny, and he goes, 
hold on to your potatoes and stuff like that. <laughs> just little well, it's, you know what? That's such a good point, though, because kind of as short round being almost as like that studio audience from the first movie right. of like oh, that kid who watched it. That. Yeah, he's right. like a fan that got to be in it. You a know? little, oh, a little bit like yeah. that. Like, and that's that's We're honestly a really good take. Yeah. That's that's a good take. <laughs> That's good. I didn't think about like studio audience, like a kid watching and be like, "This is my new hero. I love this guy." Because hey, you almost fantastic. resonate you more with you almost yeah. resonate more with short round being like the avid fan of indie who gets to yeah. follow him around rather than well, because he's himself, legit- legitimately know? like saying a lot of like your thoughts. Like when yeah. indie has to drink the blood, and then he's under the black sleep, and you know he like smacks short round around yeah. and short round cries. You're like, wait. You smack Why short would round? you hit him? Yeah, you know, and then, and then he's like crying, like Indy, I love you, Indy, and you're like, yeah, Indy, what are you doing, man? Come yeah. on, yeah. like this is why I'm a fan. I barely know this guy, but I'm so empathetic to what his cause is. Yeah. So yeah, totally. Um. All right, yeah, Mike, what you got? You got a note? Um, a discussion point. The side character thing went on for a bit. I'm sorry. No, it's <laughs> fine. I like it. Um, that was good. We'll have to write a that'll that's that should be an episode too. Is uh, like the comedy uh, uh, rubric for for grading, mm-hmm. and then like uh, rules of a rules of a sidekick. Yeah, you what know, are they movies. supposed to do? Yeah, what's like, a good one? What's a bad one? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> a couple things. Um. So this this sounds really dumb. But uh, the bad guy priest that has like the big red like Mola Rom, I think Nola Rom, Mola Rom, Mola Rom, I think Mola. Let's call him Mole. All he Mole, rem- Mole, Mole. <laughs> oh, yeah. All he reminded me of Mole. Let's call him Mole. This mole. might come off a bit racist, but Street Fighter, the guy who stretches. That's okay. all. Anytime I saw his face, that's all I could think about. And it was just like. Fuck. I'm going to go out like, on a limb and say it wasn't racist until you made the sound. At this point, it is. It was just like, <laughs> oh, my God. Because it was like so played up in the 80s with this movie and then like early 90s with the Street Fighter game. I was just like, okay, those guys could kind of be yeah, yeah. same one and the same. Um, there was some small things that I saw that like kind of like stuck with me that was kind of pissed about. So when Willie was the sacrificial lamb at that time. And like, she went down and it was like three times or two times she went down. She got really close and it was like, she came up and like clothes weren't burnt. Yeah. No third degree burns. They Number just one, like I've never been super close to lava, but like, I have to imagine being that close to lava. Like, I do dude, it's like sweat. It's yeah. like roasted chicken from the like, grocery store. I even feel just like. ambient temperature, that shit's got to be like 300 degrees yeah. or something. Like you're going like, to show You're not doing well. Getting dipped in the yeah. oven. Yeah. And then, so I saw that and it was, all it was was just she like, ah, oh, fainted. And he's got to be like, Willie, 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 come on, let's get up. Let's do this. Willie, 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 rocking everywhere. But it was like that kind of shit. You're like, okay, all right. Um, the other thing that was a drawn similarity from Raiders was he has to fight another giant, which was like the head of like the whipping crew. That yeah. again, he doesn't murder. Guy dies from kind of his own escapades, where his like. <laughs> Again, sounds racist. Think his turban gets caught in the crusher or something, and he gets like dragged back in, and he like the whole thing with that. And you're just like, oh, so Indy did it again. He beat a giant, 
who he didn't technically kill, so we still love him because he's not a murderer. Yeah. Well, and, and that's kind of the thing of the generation, right? And so it's like, if you aren't just inherently better than someone, then it's the improvise, adapt, overcome, you know, over Good. your enemy kind yeah. of thing. Bond right? connection yeah, yeah. number three. Yeah. yeah because, 100%. Because Bond was, like, never better than most of his antagonists. Smartest. But by just sheer odds and plot, <laughs> you're able to get around it. Yeah. Either throw them off a cliff or, you know, let whatever happenstance happen to them. But, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it, uh, this one again. I, I I did really feel a little bit closer to uh, some some Bond storytelling elements for some reason. Yeah. Um, the other points I had were this seemed like Raiders. He had to stay in budget and Temple. They were like, "Hey, dude, you killed it last time." <laughs> yeah. As much money as you movie want. movie two always gets budget, man. So he there was like unless still the you're practical. the first of a new Bond. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, we don't know well, if we like you yet or not. Yeah. So just prove us wrong. Um, the the Connery Moore era was. Let's not. I'm sorry. Yeah, I shouldn't even. There's too much history. Don't bring that up. That's too much. There's so much history. Um, go but, back and listen. So there was practical effects in this. There was the people. There was the big wide shot scenes. Um, like I said, that it felt kind of Goonies esque, where it's you know there the first shot you see in the dungeon is like a hundred kids working and it's sparks flying as it should steam be and thank you finally someone said capitalist sweat dream. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but it's like steam and water and rocks and it, it just feels kind of like you're there and it's immersive and you're you it, it visually it's really pretty yeah, in that it's aspect. a good set piece yeah. yes it, it puts you there and it makes you feel you know, children so- working beautiful no i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> the children minecraft the children yearn for the mines um but then it flops back to the other part where the priest bangs down the water and you can tell that it's just a small miniature set where they just dumped water down it and had mm-hmm. that and they just kind of like imposed them running like oh no there's water and you're like ah oh, i get it and that's the best they had at the time so i'll watch it mentally through the lens of an 80s person but i understand what it is and it doesn't look as real and it doesn't capture me as much because the practical effects are fucking great compared to this mm-hmm. so i besides that again loved it as far as an adventure, if you were to write a book about this and it's an adventure novel, it hits all cylinders. It's great. I love it. I will. We hit the formula with this. It's like yes. adv- adventure yeah. novel wise, like we 100% hit the formula on it. Yeah, exactly. Besides that, uh, I mean, like we already hit on, Willie's kind of the worst as far as damsel in distress. Everything she does just fucking goes so against the narrative for what we're trying to accomplish and then you're right in the she, end she just does nothing bro like i just she, I, what she doesn't but it's all about the love interest and that's why he keeps dragging her along but you're right at the end whipper hey doll like like let's give her a kiss and you're just like kind of rapey but whatever it's the 80s like i get it like uh action hero da 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 whatever but like if if she was not in the movie Nothing is lost, I don't think. Two percent is lost. Like, like it's so hard to be like her not in the movie ruins the movie. You know, like I'm not gonna stand on that pedestal. Yeah, I get. I mean, I guess she's somewhat of the reason 
they even discover the temple, you know, because Willie's in that room and there's the entrance to it. Um, yeah. So there's that, but maybe they give short round and indie two different rooms uh, if she's not there. I just I would I say worth wish, noting. Yeah, go I, ahead. I wish she was dead. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would say worth noting that uh, this is where Steven Spielberg met Kate Capshaw, the one that plays Willie, and uh, it is. Yeah, it is his wife to this day, so that's kind of fun. Um, but anyway, what were you gonna say? No, my 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 general thing is just like I just I really wish the character would have uh, provided more value Mm -hmm. as the character being the character rather than just the character as a vessel to move plot points along. Um, Because I just I don't think a character is only meant to provide plot points, but I think characters meant to interpret and to be interpreted, you know, by the audience. So I just I feel like she neglected her character neglects the part of being interpreted by the audience as a point of meaningfulness and can only be interpreted as a point to move the plot along. And that's that's just what the shame is, is because it felt like they did a really decent enough job of it through Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know what is if when they showed up to that village and they were eating, my perspective of her would have been a thousand. It would it would have turned 180 if she looked at Indy and Indy was like, I'm not really hungry. And she was like, don't disrespect them and just started eating and like flip that little thing. And they, they like, maybe then it would have like, been like Indy, like he understands the culture, but he wasn't feeling it at that point. But she picked up at least some in context clues. Yeah. And was like, and you're this, okay, this she, is meaningful. So then it's like, okay, she's at least compassionate to these people to know I don't like this and I don't want this but it's going to hurt their feelings if I don't do it. You know what? Compassion is probably the right word. All of that lacked out of her character, and I felt like would have made her more meaningful throughout every interaction with every person she had throughout this movie. She lacked compassion entirely. She's just selfish. Yeah. I feel like by the end, she started getting some compassion for short round. Uh, uh, I was already (laughs) done with her by that point. Well, sure. But, I mean, you know, if you remember, uh, you know, Indy's fighting... You know the behemoth of the a man, dude. right? You know, yeah. and uh, you know, short oh, no, rounds like, no, I gotta save him, I gotta save him, and she's like, no, because she's so annoying. And then she's right, like, go save him, I yeah. go help Indy. Yeah, and it's like I don't know either. Like just just pick a side and stay there with that one because it's like, no, he's not gonna do anything. He wasn't gonna do anything in the beginning. It was like so for you at the end to just give in and be like, yeah, go ahead. It's like, yeah, uh, I don't know about that. Um, well, they probably did that for some some little bit of comic stuff. Sure. In that, because it's like he's getting his ass kicked, and she's like, "No, he's got it. He can do it." And then he comes back, and she's like, "No, stay." And then he like really gets his ass kicked. And she's like, "All right, now yeah, maybe no, no, you no, should go, help go, go. him." Yeah. yeah. You're like, okay, ha 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 ha. Like I get it. Yeah. So I I understand that and why they did it, but still, overarching what you're saying is right. Yeah. Uh, so with her, I mean, I think we can all relate to that. Just while we're on the topic of her. I have two things that kind of segue into each other. Um, I think everybody can relate to that scene where you're like, I mean, um, maybe not depending on <laughs> your wives <laughs> and how they are with time. But like just that, like, why don't you understand urgency right now? I'm saying hurry. Like, what don't you understand? And like, especially like at the, the biggest stakes there possibly could be of like, they're going to die. They're literally going to get crushed and spike coming, yeah, through, coming his through his hat. He's <laughs> like, ah. yeah. um, <laughs> So I feel like everybody can relate oh, there. Uh, and then fun thing about the bugs, because she's so grossed out about the bugs. That was her whole uh, <laughs> her thing she had to hurdle. Um, 
so they brought in like real bugs, you know, and uh, bugs would just escape, just like the snakes in the previous movie. Bug Wrangler. They they really don't do I think well enough job of just keeping the, the set under control. Well, because they're yeah, Close your goddamn terrariums. They were talking about it, and they're like, yeah, so. We had about 25% of the bugs we had at the beginning, at the end. Yeah. And they were like, we had to keep bringing in bugs. So they lost 75% of the bugs, and they're all just like Bugs don't live somewhere. that long. I don't know if you knew this or not, but like the lifespan as far as like, you know, reproducing and then yeah. getting offspring. Like a lot of them don't make it that long. Well, this is also going to sound super dumb and nerdy, but like, do they have natural predators? Because they shot in America for all this, I'm pretty sure. And oh, I'm brought, sure some of them got it. If ate. they brought bugs in from like a different country and they were like, hey, it's for movies, just run it through customs. They do they're like, hey, there's no natural predators here. We probably shouldn't do that. And they're like, yeah, it's fine. And then they lost all of those bugs. Do you want to see the next Indiana Jones movie or not? Yeah. I kind of want to see yeah, the but next What happened to all those bugs? They're going to fucking kill all the pigeons. And you're like, ah. Fuck a bug, bro. <laughs> Fuck a bug. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I thought that was funny. Um, also, what if he breaks his arm, like while he's reaching under to get the hat when they're sliding out of that tomb? <laughs> Dude, I, I thought about that too. Crunch. I was like, that would have been like the least <laughs> ideal scenario because then you're in like 127 hours kind of thing where oh, you have yeah. to like saw off your arm. Same exact thing in the first movie when he like reaches back in to get the whip. Yeah, yeah. He just waves like crunch. But I mean, that's that's like director staple at that point, right? Isn't yeah. that just you know par for the course? Pretty sure it happens in Crusade. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I just thought it'd be funny. Like, I know they'd never go back to breakfast. Like, they kind of pissed everybody off. But like, it'd be funny if there was a breakfast scene the next day, and he's just at breakfast, like no arm. You know, I, I don't know. That just made me laugh thinking of that. Just like sleeve, like he hasn't had time to get uh, modified clothes. Was that obviously. a good choice? So he's just got a fucking sleeve hanging down. You know? Worth it. <laughs> He's like, I got my fucking hat, don't I? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I feel like I've talked a lot. So, uh, how do you feel about the, uh, I guess, like, kind of, like, darker tone and the darker, like, religious tone that kind of carries throughout some of this movie? Do you think that really provides value to this narrative overall? Or do you think this would have been better as kind of, like, a lighthearted adventure kind of thing? Because I just felt like once we got kind of to Pankot Palace... And, and once we got into the secret room, like, it was just very dark, like, evil deity, we must harvest the hearts of the innocent and, you know, possess people. And just, it felt very dark. How do I feel about it? Like, do you mean, like, did I, like, does it make me feel a certain way? Like, do you think or... it fits the narrative well enough? Or do you think that we should have kept more of, like, the classic Indy Jones of just, like, normal adventure and maybe a little bit of supernatural stuff at the end? Well, I guess what I would say is that you you have... When you're, when you're writing one of these stories, you know, obviously they're using their history, right? And then, but they're also going, like, well, we got to... There has to be some reason, like if if it's if Indiana Jones is just looking for the the lost Ark in the previous movie, and then like, and then we just get it. I mean, is it the same movie if the whole thing doesn't happen at the end? Right. You know, you lose that impact because right. there's not that like wonder. So around it, I guess what I would say is that when you're writing something like that, you have to commit. Like what? 
what is the bigger thing? Yeah. You know, like, okay, the town rock's gone. Like, okay, that's a pretty boring fucking plot. If he's just like, I found the rock. Here's the rock. <laughs> you know? And your kids. And the kids. Yeah, <laughs> I found the rock and the kids. So what has to happen is like you in this universe, like obviously it's not real, but like in this universe, you have to commit to like, this is real here. Mm. You know, this actually, that's, that town rock actually does have some magic, you know? Yeah. And so it has to also mean something else because why the fuck would uh, the Maharaj or, or no, I'm sorry. The, what's the cult called? The T. Oh, I can't remember. The Kigi. I know Muskegee's wrong. Keep going. Keep going. The Maserata. Anyway. The Maserati. The The Maserati. The Maserati's won. The BMWs. Why the hell would they want the town rock if it didn't have any power? So Mm -hmm. it has to have a significant. So when you're writing that plot, it has to hold some sort of significance, actually have some power. And then you just got to fully commit because otherwise we don't believe this story if we just go like, oh, it's a magical rock and those people want it. Like you got to really... When yeah. you're writing that, you have to really go into the details yeah. in order. Like, you have to know the things that never even go on screen, like the unwritten rules of the thing. You know, that's the whole thing with, like, people writing subtext, you know, that they give to the characters and everything. Yeah. Like, well, what you don't know, what the audience doesn't know about your character is da 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 And, you know, they make it. So, it's like, boy, would that have been useful. In some cases, yeah. But, like, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is I think it totally necessary for the story they're trying to tell because i think you just have to you have to commit you sure. can't you can't uh put your toe in the water and decide it's too cold yeah. you know i agree with that but with that said i think again i'm going to take it from the lens of the 80s that like everything's over the top everything's exotic and if i'm a midwestern person in the 80s going to go watch this movie at a midwestern cinema I'm going to watch it and be like, okay, how is India different from us? And that's probably what the filmmakers were thinking of like, all right, well, they have these different religions and they, they believe all these different things. And here's this, they eat these different things. And instead of being like, Hey, cause the one scene when they're again, traveling on elephants and they look up and out of nowhere, she's like, what are those birds? And they're like vampire bats. And you're like, oh, you couldn't have just said bats? Like, it's one of those things that's just like... Vampire bats. It's a buzzword to make you, like, get into the sense of it's India, it's different. Vampire Dangerous. Bats. Yeah, and it's one of those things. So, like, then the next thing is they show up at, you know, Pancor Palace or whatever it is. And they're like, cool, that palace has not been inhabited for a thousand years or a hundred years, whatever. But, yeah, evil's there now. And you're like, okay, well, let's just figure this out. And then they go, and it's like all these exotic things you would never eat in America in the Midwest. And you're like, you know, snakes, eyeball soup, monkey brains, all that shit. And you're like, oh, my God. And so the next thing is like, how do we build on that? A fucking religion that pulls the heart out of people and sacrifices for this God because the God wants Kali sacrifices. Ba. And you're like, Bob Bob Shabbat, And you're like, one of those things like, okay, cool, fucking what else and like i agree with you like they got you can't just dip your fucking toe into the water and be like eh, too much let's wrangle it back in you're going full set like yeah and so you can't just not do it and so that's the other thing like they looked at and they're like 
I think that was kind of a nuance that was like, yes, we're bad guys. We're going to do this. This whole thing is a religious site and we are digging for the last two. And hey, when we find these last two, shit's going to get crazy. And they're like, yeah, we're already, we have three and we're taking dudes hearts. You're like, oh my God, your imagination runs wild. Like what the fuck are they going to do with five? Well, you know, and I, I guess where some of that oddity comes from is so if you look at uh, the first movie, all of the like supernatural aspects that end up occurring uh, occur when Indy has his eyes closed, right? Right. So, Ooh. so when 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 when, 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 <laughs> when when you kind of look at it in that way, where it's like Indy has his eyes closed, yeah. all of the major oddities that occur around are outside of really what his perception is. You know, you you can apply as much as you can after you know the art closes and everything, and and you know they open their eyes eventually. Yeah, but if you cut it at that, what you're saying is the second one. The 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 second one is almost where it's like we go full send into just the implication that like the the supernatural or like the pseudo natural is explicit and that it is observable. You see, because because we see that we 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 yeah. see the the heart get ripped out of the one dude's chest. We see him be sacrificed. You know, I we we fully expected that weird like kind of statue thing that was in the uh, uh, that ritual room to just like come to life. You know, with the three stones and the skull and everything. Like I expected, you know, like a, a rock Gundam thing to just. Like, well, no, <laughs> like, that's too much. Yeah, you oh, know that's what I mean. Too much. I I I, I fully expected that type of thing to happen just because it was more of a such a direct and obvious observation of a supernatural phenomenon mm-hmm. that we had to lean into the supernatural because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Indy's got to see it for himself too. Right. Well, like, he also kind of takes part. They're on, he cuts the bridge and he says, you worship Kali, you pissed off whoever the other Shiva. God was. Shiva. Shiva. And starts saying something, and instantly he's part of the religion or whatever, and yeah. they start on fire. And that's the other part of that. It, it creates like he the jumps reaction. into yeah. it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I never even thought about that. But yeah, that's absolutely right. The first one, the whole first movie, eyes closed. Second movie, eyes open, and kind of takes part. It's pretty neat. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty it's, neat. It's pretty, pretty cool. neat. <laughs> It's just funny to watch him like, gosh darn it. Even like into <laughs> Crystal Skull, not to like go into that. No, but, no, no, no. Spoilers. Come on. Uh, but the way he's still kind of like, maybe you believe that sort of thing. And you're like, just after three movies, you're <laughs> well, like, bro, how much goofy shit have you seen at this point? Like, how are you not but, on board? But, but, think about it. He saw, he saw a Christian or, you know, like, I guess really Judaism, you know, kind of like religious. Yeah effects yeah and then we look at the second movie and we see like indian you know religious and belief effects yeah Yeah, so it's like if you believe that sort of thing there's a billion and near endless amount of beliefs in religious and superstitions kind of things so the if you believe in that sort of thing says yeah two of them turned out so far well i mean the fucking the the shit with the holy grail yeah fixed his dad in the last crusade everything's real so I, I'm just amazed Indy wouldn't be like, 
be like more willing to yes. accept. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. not like no, that makes sense. That I, can, of... I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> like just the fact that he's still skeptical of things at this <laughs> point in his life. <laughs> but you know, penicillin sounds like bullshit. <laughs> like, but, dude, you just had the Holy Grail dump on your dad. But in in that same vein, though, I can't help but think that like a man of like science and history and like precision is not that's centered around too. disbelief around. Literally uh, yeah, everything no, else. that's fair. And and I I think that's that's really the only place that it lands is that there is a kind of hesitancy to believe in this when it's like i'm not the subject matter expert for this type of thing but the information i do have available to me available to me tells me that this maybe isn't yeah maybe something else was going on maybe yeah. there were factors around going on sure. that made sense you know maybe saturn was in retrograde and that caused a bunch oh of nazis to melt God. You know? Could you imagine they were like, well, you know, I'm a double Pisces and a one one third cancer, so No Indy <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no Indy never stood a chance. <laughs> oh man. You know, Hitler was a Pisces. Was he a Pisces? I have no idea. <laughs> uh. So speaking of the heart shit and everything, and which is a couple minutes ago at this point, but that's how I'm segueing, so deal with it. Um, Take it. I'm sure it's just plot armor, but why didn't they extract Willie's heart? Like, the dude walks up to yeah. her, and then Willie, like, happened to not have this hand shackled, and she just put her hand on her heart, and then, like, he didn't do it. He was just kind of like, oh. Instead of being like, <laughs> just walked away. hey, slave. Over here, grab her hand, lash that. Or him just do it, and then, I don't, like, it's just so funny, and then, and then it, like, follows through, because they're on the bridge later, and they're, like, up there watching Indy fight with the dude, and he's, like, and she's, like, Indy, cover your heart. Yeah. She's, like, it works, cover And, and the guy's, just like, it works for you. Uh, oh, I'm so, uh, what do I do? Uh, it's, like, oh, he's there's like, something no. in the way. Yeah. I don't know, there, there was a left Well, and hand. he started getting there, too. Like he was like in Indy a little Bob, bit, Bob, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just like really funny to me. Like, Indy, no. like that's the defense. Like the black magic is stopped by like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Dare to <laughs> well, keep a kid. On there's trust. there's there's an odd thought around you know like uh like you know like magic in supernatural things and belief in said magic and supernatural things. So it's like uh, if the I the guess. disbelief that like I do not allow you to take my heart. <laughs> also dispels that dude's ability to take Indy's heart. Like, I I, I don't want to say that there's not an argument around that, but there's kind of an argument around that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy, but I want to be that guy. <laughs> I almost, I don't know why I thought of this, but like, you know, it's like the garlic thing with vampires, you know? <laughs> it's like, maybe they just hate Italians. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. There, there, there could have been a million things involved, but that's the thing that pursue, you know? <laughs> It could be oh tomatoes just as equally as garlic, but yeah. we we Fucking just decided thing. garlic was this it. This smells hair gel, like no, yeah. <laughs> not this guy. Oh shit! All right, uh, let's see here. How do you? Uh, this is a question I had. How do you dispose of a voodoo doll? Because you can't destroy it, right? Because whatever happens to the voodoo doll happens oh, to the guy. That's good. So, in a general sense, there are uh, rituals to dispel a voodoo doll. So, okay. to make it inert to where the voodoo doll no longer has the attribution to the person that it's trying to, you know, cause harm to. 
So in my brain now I'm thinking of like a comedy show, just like, yeah, no, we do that. Just bring all your dolls. Let's do that. And they do like a shitty way of doing it. And like, you just like taps each shoulder of the doll with a wand. Like you see, like, it's like an office set and they're like, yeah, Hey, this one's done. Right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And they just throw it out back and it just cuts to a guy like in a office just like, hey, Jan, did you... Yeah. You're just like, oh, shit, that one wasn't done. Like, so, and then... and you just Ken... set all the dolls on fire. There's a guy just, like, bursts into flames in an <laughs> office somewhere. <laughs> oh, my God! He's like, Jesus Christ, Kevin, what's wrong? Right. Fucking <laughs> smoke alarms are going off. Just a fire. What the fuck, Kevin? You just see some, like, stoner, like, high school kids, like, eh, it's probably done, whatever. <laughs> Like what the fuck? They have to they have to change that accident sign down at the it's Voodoo Doll Dispelling Plant. It's like it's been zero days without accidentally killing him. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so so outside of all of that, yes, outside. there there there's also like the the pseudo magic and pseudo spiritualism around intent towards an item, right? So if the the Voodoo Doll um, is intended to cause harm to an individual because the person who created the Voodoo Doll. And created kind of like the context around causing damage to the voodoo doll to inflict harm to an individual. Um, if that connection is lost, so like say uh, the, the the mitochondria, uh, the kid who you know created the voodoo doll and was like stabbing it and everything, causing pain to Indy. Uh, once uh, a short round burned him with the torch, and then that uh, kind of like brainwashing, or if you want to call it like a pseudo possession. Uh, is eliminated, sure. then that intent is also eliminated, and that's really what gives some of those voodoo dolls like power. So I mean, there's there's different ways you can kind of look at what the voodoo doll is actually doing as far as a conduit to, uh, you know, a connection to the individual. Yeah. So if you want to look at it as far as like that intent to harm an individual, as soon as that connection was broken from like short round burning, uh, the uh, magic carp, uh, to you know waking him up from that possession to yeah. where that voodoo doll is no longer intended to harm Indy, then that voodoo doll no longer harms Indy because the intent is no longer there. That so what you're no saying there. is we don't know if that kid destroyed the voodoo doll, so maybe it comes back up in the dial of destiny. I mean, it, somebody finds the doll. It could, but it's unlikely. In the U.S. government warehouse. That's all I'm saying. I mean, they got in there. The Russians got in there once. Yeah. Well, the only thing I say they can't do it he again. was stabbing that, is why didn't he just frisbee it behind Indy and just I would have thrown it in the lava rock crusher yeah. or that yeah like in the rock crusher. But I, I, I think suffering is more powerful than just like clean death kind of thing, you know. Oh yes. It's, it's if you look at like your mortal enemy, if you ever had a rival in your life, you know, you wish nothing but the worst upon them. It means nothing if they end up dying. You know, they have to suffer for the rest of their life, not just yeah. you know a couple years. So yeah, well, that's good. I, uh, it's funny. So with that said, that kid, <laughs> again, foreshadowing where he was like, I can't remember what he said at the dinner scene, but he was like, I've heard those stories. I will never, but there is, I will never allow yeah, those dark like, rituals to take place here. Yeah. Instantly. When he said, it, I was like, <clears throat> bullshit. <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> well, I had to drink the Kool-Aid, you know? Yeah. But that's the thing is, is a lot of that would have been out of his intent. Yeah. Out of, out of his control. For, as far as the movie pro, like, just keeping going, I, like, as soon as I said I was just like, yeah, absolutely not. Like, that's foreshadowing to be, like, the opposite of exactly what you just said, sir. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Uh, the minecart chase. It was amazing. Why did I feel the same way about some of the car chases as the minecart chase? Let me guess. Like, it was fun for a while. The same concept. Yeah, it was fun for a while. I, I, it was like three times too long. Three times? I don't know. I definitely did lose interest at some point, but I don't know if it was that quite early on. But at some point, I think I was like, is this really just a car chase scene, but in a minecart? <laughs> yeah. And then at that point is where I got a little, little frustrated. We'll have to analyze chase scenes. <laughs> Fucking too. Bond. We'll have to analyze chase scenes too. That's definitely an episode. Here we go. Um, so, fun fact about uh, Raiders, actually. They had a similar, like, minecar chase, like, around, you know, because there was, like, you, you saw, like, road tracks and everything around the dig the site mm -hmm. yeah. in, in Raiders. And so they had, like, a similar, like, minecar type chase planned hmm. that was kind of long, but they cut it for length. Um, stay in budget, stay in budget, stay in budget, stay in Guess budget. what fucking discs didn't have deleted scenes was this box set, <laughs> which I would have liked to see just like the deleted scene of it. Um, and also like Raiders was only, I believe an hour 55. Yeah, it was short. Like, I feel like I could have got it in there. Short. But, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, you kind of look for your like 15 minute marks. So you get yeah. your hour 30, hour 45, two hour, two yeah. 15. So for True. an hour 55 and change. You got five minutes of wiggle. Yeah. Uh, but you do lose that as far as like TV presentation because you have to make your TV cuts to accommodate commercials. So yeah. an hour 55 uh, also means that it's a two and a half hour long movie as far as uh, sure. TV and commercial wise. Is, so. But it's also a movie from the 80s. So does that differentiate that? Because like we look at it now and we have like, you know. If you anything, look, that's even more prominent. Well, you look at T then. TBS, TNT, and it's, or FX, and it's like Marvel, 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 all that kind of shit, and it's like three hours. Or Harry well, Potter on USA and all that kind of shit, and you're like, it's so long. And then I look at in the indie movies, and it's like, oh, hour 55, that's not that bad. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's even more prominent then because of the – I mean, that's – where you get a lot of viewership because like DVDs and stuff like tapes didn't come around for a bit. Like, yeah. I mean, do you have tapes by the eighties? Is that a thing? I feel then? like yes. VHS tapes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're all going to say yes, but we don't know. Oh, I, I'm pretty confident. <laughs> he's got like, he's got like an VHS. 81 porn VHS at his house. That he's <laughs> I like, swear to God. This one's awesome. 81 August. <laughs> uh, Link below. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, so I don't know. Wrong. If any, if anything, that's like even more prominent, right? Because like, that's like your, there. There's your viewership. You know, I I don't know, I mean, and I I don't know. Again, I don't know facts here because I wasn't alive. But like, are you getting uh, more more views? And are you getting like retro cinema kind of kind of days? Like, are they just like, oh, they're playing fucking uh, indie again? Like, you know, four years later, they're like, well, they're playing indie this week down at the theater. But here's you the know, other so thought is like the other trailers and everything. What was TV like then? When did cable come about? What was because this is the whole thing I never looked up. But like for a long time in TV, it was like five channels. Yeah, that's all you are like four channels or three channels. That's all you had. And there was, you know, news and sports and whatever else. But they didn't have a movie channel. So that's the other part is like now we like flip channels and it's like I I think I texted you 
I was like, oh shit. It was like three weeks ago. I was like, yeah, dude, Raiders is on. This is crazy. This is, oh my God. Yeah. And it was one of those, it was just like, yeah, this is great. I can watch it. I don't have to carry it. It was before Disney Plus pulled onto it. So it was like, yeah, I don't have to buy it. It's great. And it, then it was like two hours and 45 minutes for an hour and 55 yeah. minute show. And you're like, like you said, like, fuck, dude, commercials. Like, Jesus Christ. There's yeah. so many breaks in that. But back in 80, let's say like 83, 84, two, three years after, four years after it came out, what did that, like, did they show it on TV? Like, we don't know. So right. maybe it was different then also. I'm, Who knows? I'm, I'm almost going to, like, doubt that as far as, like, a like an 80s time frame, you know, I think you're, uh, you know, 80 to the 90s, you know, 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there would have been much less as far as like TV or uh, like TV movie representation, and that right. you would have been just encouraged to go and watch a rerun of a movie in a movie theater? theater rather than it being appeared on TV. Um, because you got to think like licensing also would have been a little bit different around that time period. So as far as like a TV or like a broadcaster having the licensing required well, it to cheaper broadcast to it. Cinemas. So you you'd release it yeah. for like re cinema, and that's like why, um, you know, some like those Bond movies had re releases, and why those, um, some uh, of those uh, box office numbers are inflated. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, we saw yeah, a ton like, of that because there was mm-hmm. a, a good chunk of you know re releases, like and, even and, and re bundles. You know, sometimes like late, like like pretty recent yeah. re releases where you're like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which is cheating. Wait a minute. Is cheating like a lot? Like fucking didn't. Uh, was it? What movie was Avatar? We were, cheated. Yes, Avatar. Okay. Okay. Because it, it had the number was. one spot as far as like biggest box office and it bigger lost. total grossing. And yeah, it did finally lose that. You're right. And then it redid a theater run to uh, add to that value. Yeah. Which, to be fair, I'm pretty sure Endgame like kept it around longer. Just so they could, yeah, boost it up. So everybody's everybody's if, juicing. If, if yeah, you know? if if you think about the longevity, and game wins out just because of the inherent initial reaction and 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 kind of uh, like post reaction, I guess, um, yeah. is more meaningful because Avatar obviously has a decade, I think roughly, of longevity around. It's you know so. Has it been that long? <sighs> oh, yeah. dude, like. Pretty sure 2009 is that yeah. right? Okay. Uh, that sounds right. Oh, just now it's occurring to me that a decade ago was not 2009, but in fact 2004. Here we are, or 2000. Well, I mean, oh. roughly like more than a decade, like whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Avatar, overrated movie. Um, neat but we'll overrated. Get to that later. Neat but overrated. We'll talk about it in another episode. Yeah. <laughs> Almost neat, definitely overrated. All right, so. <laughs> Uh, I don't have a lot of notes left, just other than like my favorite short round quotes of like "strong wood, strong." Ah! Uh, the "hang on, lady, we going for Hold a ride." On, lady, we going for a ride. <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, just the thing when they they're playing cards because I didn't say them earlier, but it was like I'm very small. You cheat very big. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was the one? So the the first thing that got me thinking, like, oh, this is an action comedy. Mm-hmm. is when short round is in the car and they're driving and there's the like the rickshaw in in front of them okay you asked for it yeah and he yeah. fucking powers through it and then stops and they just like keep going yeah <laughs> i was like oh okay it's one of those movies it's hilarious ha ha, ha. let's do this 
Hang on to your potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. So much comedic relief. Short round is dynamite. Uh, Where I is just, he now? <laughs> I don't know. He was just in uh um fuck. He was in uh everything everywhere all at once. Oh. And he won an Oscar, I think. Very good. That was like a very like dramatic, emotional kind of movie. I didn't right? watch it, but I heard good things. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about one of the elephants in the room. Like some of those kids did not come back to the village, right? Oh, like like, sure. like some of those kids are dead bodies, right? So do you, do you think there's like kind of the 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 aftermath of like Indy coming back and he's got the army of kids that can return to the village and then there's just like the oh like Rajit like he he didn't make it I'm sorry you know what makes yeah. it worse is when they're in that shot where some of the moms are like no where's my kid yeah and like push it away and then embrace is like. No, where's my kid? And then they get to the end, and there's no kid. And like to that point, it's just like, Rajit, you know, Rajit. And, and and that's the thing I think that's really interesting to conclusions to these types of movies is consequence. Is is that we don't typically see a consequence that's in direct relation to like the main character, unless it's like a side character or like a plot relevant character dying. Or, or not being able to perform like an action kind of thing, right? It's like you don't you don't look at like the world implication as much because for some reason we as a people just don't care about the world in general. We only care about what gets highlighted. Our, Our slice world. of the world. Right. Yeah. So right. it's like, you Our know, slice. when when you look at this kind of scene, like it, it was a weird thought for me. So like I see this and I see like, you know, Indy showing up and then I see like the, the armada of children that run mm-hmm. in. And that was like the first thought I went to. It was like the, the, the children that don't make it home like is this village still at peace with the rock returned and with some of the children at home? Like, do we call that good enough? Um, and and you know, I just there the, the those are the thoughts that are kind of in like that darker theme I mentioned earlier, where it's just like I don't know if we can call that good enough in a true narrative. But what uh, choice do you have? Exactly, because you have to roll credits soon. Yes. Well, not just movie wise, yeah. but like real life wise. Yeah. Like, what do you do? I'm they, sorry. I, I couldn't have done it. They were there. They were gone before I got there. Right. You know, You're there's, there's right. not enough I could have done. Yeah. But I think at the time in the 80s, they weren't talking about that. And so that's the other thing is like you have to understand that like, hey, all these kids are coming back. Everybody's happy. And like not it's everybody. A, it's a wrap up where he like, hey, doll face and like, give me a smooch. And then it's like cut scene and that's where you're like yeah but what about those like seven families who the moms are still like searching for their kids and they're not there and you're like you're absolutely like oh that's dark as fuck that's the thing man some people get a happy ending (laughs) but that doesn't mean we all do you know somebody's still gotta lose no you're absolutely right that's not a perfect metaphor for life (laughs) but like I I don't know like if they're not gonna address it I don't wanna think about it but if we're going to pose that question, like, like, holy shit. Like, that's a pretty large gaggle of children to be dead and not come back to this village. And the implication of like a, I'm sorry, the universe did not respond fast enough. I'm sorry, Shiva did yeah. not compel Indy to, you know, crash his plane and, and, and well, come like, across you fast enough. Like it's, it's just such an unfair thing all the way around. If you look at it from just the context implication, the religious implication, anything you look at to it, 
people lose. Well, and and you have to justify it somehow. And it's not fair right. enough. But it's like, what do you, what do you, like in that in that aspect, like what happens? You know what I mean? Like Andy brings all these kids back. Said kids are like running to families, and then it it hits that like ten of those families are like, oh, oh, like where's Jim Bob? Else? Yeah, like where's everybody else? Where are you? And you're like ah. Well, guys, where do we go from here? Sometimes people lose. Content crisis. Content crisis online. Yahoo.com. Hey, by the way, (laughs) subscribe, YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Uh, Sometimes kids die. (laughs) Are you just going to stare into the camera for that one? I'm sorry. Blinkity blink blink. It's going to be the slowest pan in. Don't you worry. (laughs) I was trying to be serious. Don't. Hey. Sometimes kids die. And Sarah McLaughlin in the arms of an angel will be playing in the background. Don't worry. Yeah, let's just all sing that as we as we move. Come on. I don't know the words, so I can't really do it. But uh, yeah, thanks. And uh, yeah, kids die. So I don't. I'm pretty sure this one's not gonna.